think it's maybe even like an existential question, like who am I and you know why am I here and what should I be doing? A lot of really great things have come out of that, and I think some of yeah the most famous people in the world had to go through kind of that rut to mm. come out and make something golden. Chew on This is a show that delves into the changes we go through in our professional lives. I'm your host, Danella, and in the spirit of my own journey, I've invited guests to tackle the topic of transition from several angles. Listen to the burning questions of regular folks, nuggets of wisdom from seasoned career shifters, and glean some advice from topic experts. Each episode will give you a taste of what it's like to embrace change, discover untapped potential, and thrive in the face of uncertainty. I know that by learning from our guests, we will transform not just our professional lives, but the core of who we are. Get ready to be nourished with invaluable insights that will leave you inspired to create your own recipe for success. Rachel and I used to be business partners. We had a media company called Homegrown in the Philippines, and even after we stopped operating it, we've maintained a very strong relationship. We didn't start off as friends, but because she's just so awesome, we became really close as the working relationship grew, and she's become an indispensable part of my life. Rachel's work ethic is bar none, and she's always deliberate and thoughtful with everything she does. I value her opinion and her thought process so much, and I share all my ideas with her. She's got such a great mix of business sense, common sense, and life sense. So when this question about whether crises are really, well, crises in one of our conversations, I asked her to write about it and invited her to record a podcast session. Because I think there many people need to hear this. And so without further ado, here's Rachel. So Rachel, I, I don't remember anymore how the question came up, but one of our last conversations, you yeah. talked about um, how you didn't believe this the quarter life crisis was a crisis and it was more of a question. No way. So we, we were talking about, you know, w- women specifically being in a rut and mm. having this feeling of crisis. And, you know, it can come because of your age, like quarter life crisis or midlife crisis, or it can come because of big life changes. Yeah. And I think the definition of the midlife crisis is not necessarily just age, but also because of some big change that has happened in your life. Um, and I felt like that has happened to me more than once. Um, so at quarter life and then after each time I had a child because I had to kind of reorient myself and, you know, fix stuff around again vis-a-vis this new being that I have made and now have to take care of. Um, so there was, there's always that adjustment and you kind of go through, you know, this period of reflection and you're like, okay, what am I doing? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this sustainable given the new situation? Is it the right thing? And I think that's really the root of what a lot of these crises are, Mm. right? At quarter life, you're thinking, okay, what have I done? Yeah. And, you know, so far, what have I achieved? And is this enough? Um, And then at midlife, you're also like, oh my gosh, am I, I guess it's also that feeling of being old. Like, is this this it? Like, is there anything more? Um, and, And all of that. And I mean, that's what I was saying to you. It's you're just asking yourself a question. Uh, and I don't think it's a crisis until you, you end up maybe doing something that is hurting yourself or others. 
mm. right? But making a life adjustment, I don't think we should see that as a crisis because I think a lot of really great things have come out of people having gone through that process of questioning, you know, of that. It's maybe even like an existential question, like, who am I? And, you know, why am I here? And what should I be doing? A lot of really great things have come out of that. And I think some of yeah, the most famous people in the world had to go through kind of that rut to mm. come out and make something golden. But I feel like, to be honest, you're more reflective than a lot of people I know. So like, I feel like you think a lot. So maybe do you think that the idea of a crisis, you know, came from someone or people who are less aware, you know, and they just got hit, they just, you know, felt something uneasy and we're not sure and just everything was going wrong or they were, they were stuck in a rut, but didn't know how to process it. I mean, that, that's, of course that's, that's entirely possible. And I think that's what, um, that's why you should talk about your feelings. And it's nice that now a lot of people are saying things like that, like, Oh, we should talk about our feelings. You know, we should, um, you know, find someone to talk to or find your tribe and all of those things. I mean, mm -hmm. some of it sounds very cliche now, but you know, there, there's, there's actual wisdom in, you know, those sayings and just being open about how you feel, because I think a lot of people go through it. Maybe they don't want to talk about it, or maybe they don't know how to start talking about it. Yeah. And just, it only just takes one person who creates, you know, a safe space for people to talk, to start mm -hmm. that, you know, that trend of this is normal, this is okay. And there are other people who have felt this way. And I'm not alone because I think that's part of what happens is that people feel like they're alone and mm -hmm. then they maybe go into a weird cycle of thoughts. And then before you know it, they're like, I don't know, they've done something that's like completely what they wouldn't have done if someone had just, you know, listened and heard them out. Well, who do you talk to? Um, I talk to James. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I talk to my friends also. I talk to you. Um, yeah. And then when, and I, and I have learned, and this was hard to learn, I have learned to ask for help when I need it. Talk more about that. Okay. <laughs> so like, um, I had a, I had a previous job where things were not going the way I thought it would go. And I felt like I was being treated unfairly. Mm -hmm. And I, I asked for, for advice. I, I spoke to some people about my situation, um, people that I thought would be able to relate. And, and then I, I made a decision, you know, um, based on that, plus other things that were happening um, in my life at the moment. And it left me with a, a period of about a few months where I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And so I told my friends, hey, like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. Um, but if you think of anything that you think I can do, like, let me know and help me out. Because sometimes our friends see us differently, right? Yeah. They see our capabilities and we don't see those as capabilities. We just see that as, oh, that's just something I do, right? But then right. they can point it out and say, hey, you're actually really good at this. And I know someone who's looking for someone who can do this. You know, and mm. sometimes you that can steer you in the right direction, whether, oh, you find something that you really wanted to do and you're really happy doing that. Or you're like, oh, hey, I am good at that. But, you know, I don't want to do that forever. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, asking people for help, asking them 
for advice or even just, you know, asking them, what do you think I'm good at without, you know, and not in the fishing for compliment sense, where yeah. what do you think I'm good at? What do you think I could do? And just getting that feedback, um, I think that really helps. Okay. So where are you now after how many kids and jobs and whatnot? Um, now I am in a quite exciting place. So I started, um, I became the operations director of a business. Uh, well, it's a, it's a venture builder about three weeks ago or something like that. We were given the task to reopen a property in Barakai. And it's, it's kind of one of those things that I feel, okay, the universe was like, okay, now's the time. Now you're ready. Uh, because I've always wanted to own a BNB. And mm. so I don't own it, but I am going to be helping manage and operate it. So maybe if I do own my own BNB one day, at least I'll finally have the experience of what it's like to own, you know, um, a bed and breakfast or a hotel. And, mm-hmm. and who knows, maybe I'll, I'll take this journey and I'll realize, you know what? I don't want to own one. <laughs> yeah. You never yeah. know. But right yeah. now it's exciting. So I'm, I'm happy about that. So I suppose what advice would you have for people who, aside from talking to your friends, like how do you, maybe how did you learn to process your, you know, the rut feeling? I have, I started keeping a diary when I was nine years old. You know, I just, I had this habit of writing down everything that happened in my day. And if you read some of my diary entries from when I was like 11 or 12, it was literally like, hi, diary. I I literally would say, hi, diary, um, or dear diary. You know, I would just be like, today I went to school. I got there late. Literally just documenting everything that happened Mm -hmm. in the day. And that was a habit well into um, college, you know. I don't journal as often now, but I still find myself at the end of the day going through my day, right? Mm. Like before going to bed, I actually still like, okay, so what happened today, right? But that's that's a habit that started as a child. But I think that really helps the the thinking process and introspection because it's like you walk through your whole day again and, and, and you get to pick out what were the great things about that day or, you know, oh, what what sucked about today what mm. and, and and you kind of also get to do the okay what do i have to do tomorrow based on what happened today kind of thing or what can i do better or and then you make notes like okay if this happens again then i know that i have to do this you know so that that really helps and also you get to go through like how did you feel right or at least mm-hmm. i do anyway so it's like okay this yeah. thing happened so okay yesterday <laughs> something happened and I felt bad about it. And I knew okay. I felt bad about it in that moment. But, you know, other things happen. And sometimes you can't address things right there. But when yeah. I went, before going to bed last night, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, so what happened today? Like, what do I have to do tomorrow? And things like that. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know, I felt really bad about it. And so today when I woke up, one of the things on my to-do list was to mention it to the person who made me feel bad. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah. So I was like, hey, so, you know. I was like, I, I think it would help be more helpful to me if you didn't do this. Um, yeah. And I know that I, the, the person was doing something in jest, right? But I just wanted them to know that this is how it hits me. Like, I'm not offended and like my feelings are hurt and we can't be friends or anything like that, right? But, yeah. you know, I just feel like it would be more productive if, Mm-mm. you know, and, you know, better if 
you you were if you didn't say things like that it has happened three times in a row so it was really more oh. like I, I don't mind but if it's often or all the time then it's you know it's not productive and it doesn't it's like, like a pattern happen. yeah 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 oh okay i i think even for me that might be an interesting first step because uh sometimes at the end of the day well me sometimes I, i'm just so tired i zone out anyway yeah but you know or if you've had a bad day all you want to do is forget it yeah i can you know? i can see that yeah but so it helps yeah. you think i guess at least like what and, like oh this was so bad like what was so bad about it yeah right? if you can just walk yourself through and like bullet point it right yeah and just just for you Because it just helps you understand yourself and like, you know, how you can react next time. And I think it's also interesting to do it right before you sleep. So you let it go, you go to sleep and you, we all know that in your dreams, you're still processing it, right? You're still, yeah, uh, there's a lot that's going to happen in the, you know, throughout the night. And so when you wake up, hopefully something was answered. Uh, well, you feel better. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of that. So going back to our original question of a crisis crisis what do you think um how can we help people kind of figure out if they are going through a crisis i mean not to diminish right anyone's experience yeah absolutely um yeah i really talk to someone about how you feel mm. right um if the feelings are overwhelming that's that's already i think a signal that you need to to ask for help or or you know talk to a friend and you know figure figure something out about how you're feeling and maybe the steps you want to take you know like for example let's say you feel like you're sick of your job mm -hmm. right and sometimes you you get stuck in that thought like I'm sick of my job I'm sick of my job and mm. and, and then you just go to work every day and you feel bad and then you hate it there and then You're so sick of it and, and all of that. And maybe it doesn't help to talk to your coworkers because especially now, right? You don't want to signal to your bosses that like, oh, I want to quit or, or anything like that. Right, right. right. So again, so that goes back to the finding of a safe space, right? Mm, um, okay. But if you're already reaching that point where you're miserable and you're not productive and things are, you know, just every day is starting to feel the same because you feel the same. Um, yeah. if you spoke to someone, maybe they would say, you know what? You're right because your job is not good for you because of all these things. And maybe you'll agree with them or maybe you won't. Or maybe if you speak to someone, they'll say, oh, but I thought you loved that job. Right. 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 I mean, a lot of, a lot of things come down to perspective and how you look mm -mm. at it. So how you see something will, might be different from how other people see something. And that's the same thing in a crisis, right? It's the same thing with war, right? War is, is terrible for a lot of people, but great for an economy because it sparks industry. You have to buy arms. You have to buy <laughs> things. You're actually creating jobs. So from a very different perspective, it's good. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, like, maybe that's a bad example, but there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there. I guess, okay, well, my takeaway from what you said is, I've heard, I thought it was interesting. You said, like, if you're miserable every day, 
that's something to deal with. You know, if you've had a bad day, you've had a bad day, right? That's, yeah. you know, everyone has a bad Sometimes day. Sometimes that's hormones. Like, you know. Also, also, right? yeah. Um, actually, this morning I was having a bad morning. <laughs> uh, gosh, and you know, like, well, I just tried everything I could to give me one, like, iota of, to just to shake it off so i ran for a coffee um, right, I tried right. to do some yoga just to, to like inch my way out of it you know yeah. um that's all the best i could do and yes but i i do agree that like maybe if you're if it's too much if there's the same thing the same not great thing over and over again um it's a sign but it's just yeah. the symptom right like you gotta you still have to do the work and look into it <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, so really just finding a safe space and or safe people to talk to that you can Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I that conversation we had about crisis versus just a question really yeah. sparked so much for me. And oh, I'm so glad. I hope yeah, yeah like but I think before anyone sees themselves as in a state of crisis, they should you know, dial it back and say what if I'm just you know, repositioning like, this is just a series of questions that will help me, you know, reposition and maybe, you know, lead to a happier state. And that doesn't hurt anyone. Brendan Bouchard categorizes friends into three buckets. Old friends, maintenance friends, and growth friends. Rachel, for me, falls in the last bucket. She's a growth friend. We've seen each other through our work and personal lives over the last decade. The importance of having someone to talk to and ask for help as you go through your own journey is one of my key takeaways from our chat. They may even help you take apart what might seem like a crisis and turn it into a life question. I hope that you have someone to talk to that you trust, and if you don't have that person yet, I hope you find them soon. Hungry for more? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, I'd be incredibly grateful if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Your feedback means the world to me and helps others discover the podcast too. You can also show your support by buying me an espresso to help keep my energy up via buymeacoffee.com slash thesecretsaucelab. If you have any suggestions for future topics, guest interviews, or just want to say hello, feel free to reach out. You can find me at at The Secret Sauce Lab on social media. Chew on This is a production of The Secret Sauce. Ripple Creatives is the technical producer of the show. I'm Danella, your host. Thanks for listening and see you next time.